A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. On News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, good morning, everybody. Happy Saturday. Dan Haley, same to you. Yeah. Happy Saturday. Yeah. You know, I was looking at the extended weather forecast. Because those are extremely reliable. (laughs) But I'm going to roll with it because at this point in time, it looks like it's going to be 60 degrees next week. Yeah. I'm pretty hopeful. That's pretty nice. I'm glad for that. Yeah. I can't wait. I don't normally mind the cold. Yeah. But there comes to be a point where all of a sudden something happens. March is a hard month for that reason because it goes back and forth. We get our hopes up a little bit. Hope is is the worst sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm looking forward to the good weather, excited to get outside a little bit more, work off some of my winter fat. (laughs) You guys are supposed to say, no, what winter winter fat? Okay, let's do that again. There's not much, a little. Okay, we're going to just move on, because you guys didn't help me out at all. Anyway. Just leave me we, hanging out there. We, is that a fat joke? <laughs> is that? No. It could be. No. I think this just happens with age. It makes me drought and famine resistant. Ah, anyway, okay. today, we've got a lot of stuff. We're going to talk about Dutch doors, which has an interesting history, and we're seeing a lot of those on design blogs and stuff. Yeah. So we thought we'd figure out, are they... Really, something that regular people might want. <laughs> regular people, right? You know, Normal not, people. Not the rich and famous. <laughs> I see. Is what I'm getting at. Uh-huh. Regular Joes and Jills, or whatever the proper one is there. But anyway, Dutch doors. That's coming up. It's interesting. And yeah, there's some things to think about. It might be an option for you. We'll help you decide. We're also going to be in the studio with Mac Fluke. Mac. Fluke. Not Matt. Doesn't like to be called Matt. He'll he'll go into that. Yeah, he's the manager of our Jenison store and has an interesting story of how he got from where he was going with his life to here. And we're going to get into all of that and a little bit more. Talk about the trades and the importance of the trades all in that interview. But right now, let's talk about something we started talking about last week, Mm -hmm. wallpaper. And we were specifically focusing on kids' rooms and how... Wallpaper just gives you so many options if you're really looking to jumpstart a design in, exactly. a, in, a, in a room like that. There's so many patterns out there. There's really something for everyone. You could flip through these books all day. And honestly, I would spend a day. Just come into one of the stores and get some inspiration because it's such a good way to find direction for design. If you don't have ideas for your color palette or theme, this is where you can start. And it builds in the color palette for you. Right. It makes it so simple. So interesting. We talked about that last week, all the different patterns that are out there. It doesn't have to be just kids' rooms. That's what we were focused on. What we didn't get to do last week, because we just ran out of time, was talk about a number of projects that we think are really fun. We talked mm-hmm. about doing you know, one wall and maybe doing murals or something or like that. Or a ceiling if you're brave. Right. We mentioned <laughs> those, but we didn't get to our favorite one, which was wallpaper cutouts. Yeah, wallpaper cutout, there's so many possibilities for shape, and it's really essentially a person-sized silhouette on a wall. But this could be a dinosaur shape, it could Mm -hmm. be an elephant, flowers, cityscape. Right. 
The cool thing is you don't need as much paper, so you can definitely save some money that way. It's super simple. You know, there's not the commitment. You're really just putting on some shapes that could be what? You know, three foot wide. It depends on the person. (laughs) (laughs) And the time of year. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. If it's just coming off of winter. No, but it's a relatively simple installation, a simple process. And like Haley said, tons of options. One that you mentioned, Haley, that you liked was the idea of creating a little house in a corner yeah. out of wallpaper, like a reading nook or something. Exactly. If you just span a corner with that classic peaked symmetrical house shape, have the peak in the center of the corner. Now you've created this little nook. Right. Now fill it with pillows and bookcases. Right. Could maybe use some of that cool like log cabiny looking wallpaper. Yes, exactly. Use the mural wallpaper to tie it in. I love the idea. It'll add a fun whimsical touch. And the thing to remember is that you're you're dealing with pattern and color as well as the shape. I think that's really interesting because, you know, dinosaurs, maybe that's not everybody's thing, or or we all conjure an image of what that might look like. Mm-hmm. But if you do them in a paper that's, you know, a, a, a metal plating or concrete or stone kind of a look. Rainbows. Completely (laughs) different feel depending on the pattern. The pattern and the color on the paper, the textures that it creates work with the shape that you cut. You're creating a story, essentially. So cool. The options are almost unlimited. Now let's talk about how you would do it because it's really, really simple. You don't need too much stuff. Yeah, your supplies are the wallpaper, obviously. Um, Some delicate painter's tape. We'll get into that. Cardboard so that you have a surface to cut it out, a pencil, exacto knife with some sharp blades, and an opaque projector. Um, you can find an Easy Trace opaque projector on Amazon for around $30. And you need to look for these opaque projectors because if we're picturing, you know, back in school we had the overhead projector and mm-hmm. you've got a clear transparency. Well, if we're printing something off from a picture online, we don't have a clear transparency to project. So we need something that's going to pick up an opaque surface. Right. Not much, like you said, what did you say, 30 bucks? Yep. Yeah, relatively inexpensive. So you get those things. Then you need to find your shape. You know, check out illustrations in books or, you know, whatever. Online. Right. Sure. Online. You could draw your own. Yeah. You have, have your, your kids, kids draw. <laughs> we should put links in the show notes for those. We don't have time to talk about it, but the pictures that little kids drew. Have you seen those, Dan, where the kids draw pictures of animals? And you know how kids' pictures yeah, look? right. And then there's one dad, and I'm sure there's a bunch of them, but one dad that I've seen where he's got Photoshop skills. So he turns them into realistic looking Things <laughs> yes, based I've on the seen shape that. It's of the so funny. picture. It's hilarious. It's so creepy looking. I love it. <laughs> I will put a link because it's worth it. But anyway, however you find your shape, get that. And then you got to figure out the right size for your wall. And that's really simple by just projecting onto the blank wall until you, you know, get Move the projector, the projector back forward. Yeah, yeah, until you got it exactly the way you want it. And then you go ahead and tape that paper up using that delicate surface tape. Exactly. You want to use the frog tape for delicate surfaces. It's the yellow stuff. And that's going to allow you to tape up that wallpaper without tearing the wallpaper or even removing the paint when you're peeling it back off. Right. If you're ever doing any painting and you've got to tape off a freshly painted surface or wallpaper that's been installed, this is the tape to use because it's going to keep the surface that you're taping over protected you know it's not right. going to tear it apart but it still or pull seals stuff real easily right exactly so anyway get it taped up there trace the design and now it's a matter of cutting it out and we think a really simple way would just be break down a cardboard box 
tape the paper down to that. If it's wide enough that it covers two strips of paper, you're going to have to get both of those down there, configure them so the pattern matches. Mm -hmm. And again, use the frog tape to connect them. Right. Tape everything down onto that cardboard and then using an X-Acto knife, just cut it right out. And don't be stingy with the X-Acto knife blades or with your snap-off razor blades. Make sure you're snapping new blades, putting new blades on. Keep a sharp blade. That'll prevent it from tearing the paper. Yeah, I mean, and then you're just ready to hang. And you really want to follow the instructions from the wallpaper itself because there's a lot of different types out there. There's peel and stick, pre-pasted. I mean, you've really got to be specific about the instructions there. Definitely. So look into that. And there you go. Pretty simple, pretty straightforward. A lot of cool stuff you can do. And what's really fun about this, my favorite part of the whole thing, (laughs) because I'm so, uh, um, what is the word? Crafty? No, cheap. (laughs) Cheap, I think is the right word. I hate to throw away all these, you know, because you're cutting out just a chunk out of your wallpaper. Yeah. Now, what do you do with the scraps? There's great projects for the scraps. Yeah, I love this list that I found. There's some really cool ideas on here. Gift wrap. You know, maybe not the easiest thing to wrap with because it's thicker, but create something really cool. A book cover, drawer liners. It's like your own little secret when you open that drawer. I love that. You can frame it for art, use it for stationery, fold your own envelopes. Um, decoupage. Yeah. My said... daughter decoupages everything. <laughs> She's got Mod Podge and there she goes. And you could use all these scraps and now you create these little elements that go in the room that connect it with... The other elements on the walls. So a lot of cool stuff. That's all the time we got. We're going to put links in the show notes so you can check out some of the things we talked about. And if you ever tackle a project like this, we'd love to see pictures. Yeah, I mean, I love before and after pictures, but I'm definitely the person that forgets to take before pictures. Right. (laughs) And then I'm done with the project. Oh, it would have been so satisfying to see the before and after. So if you remember to take a picture, tag us on Instagram, Repcolite Paints, and you can get featured in our story. It just helps inspire other people, and we love to see those projects. Right, exactly. Now, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to be in the studio with Mac Fluke from the Jenison Store. That's all next. Stay tuned. Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back, and Haley and I are in the studio with Mackenzie Fluke. Did oh, I say that right? Yes. Mackenzie Fluke. I Mac, go by Mac. Mac. Uh, you're, you're the manager at the Jenison store. Correct. And yep. have been for six Six months. months. Yep. Six months. Now, you're not new to Repcolite. You were working the Fulton Street store before that, right, in Grand Rapids? Correct. Yep. I worked at our downtown Fulton Street location for about a year and a half and then was offered the role at the Jenison store. So I decided to uh, take that position. So. Yeah. It's kind of funny because Mac... Well, first off, thanks for being here. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. (laughs) I'm polite eventually. On his birthday, (laughs) no less. That's right. I forgot about that. And his day off. Yeah, we were going to laugh about that in a way, weren't we? Well, you said I couldn't laugh about it, but I wanted to. It's your birthday. It's your day off. And yet you still came here to talk about paint Correct. stuff. Correct. Yep. I really don't have anything else better to do. Yeah. He is committed. Looking for friends. And we'll give out Max contact information later if yeah. he feels bad for him. <laughs> Wants to take him out for his birthday or something. No, you're here on your birthday. That's really cool. We appreciate that. So thanks for being here. 
And I guess what I wanted to start with is something that you said before we hit record and started this interview officially. We were talking off mic, and we were talking about Star Wars and a number of different things, Mm -hmm. and I mentioned how I'd seen the original movies in the theaters. Yes. And you made the statement that I just aged myself. Correct. Because you guys are apparently... aged yourself. I I am 24 as of today. Yeah. But yet, 24. Yet, 24. When he was talking about where he lived, he described it as the bee's knees. <laughs> no, seriously. I would say I was raised in a traditional household. <laughs> so agree. I, yes. I saw knees. Star Wars in the theater and I've aged myself. <laughs> but where Mac lived, it was the bee's knees. Yeah. And he, yeah, he's just yeah. cool and hip. My, I, I don't think my vernacular lines up with my age. So you're an old soul. Yes, yes. Yeah, and, and, soul. and a young man's body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I am, and I don't want to know. So we're going to just leave it there. But, Mac, I, let's just start with a little bit about who you are. You came from a background in political science, right? Correct. This yep. is kind of interesting. Where did you go to school and yeah, what was the plan? Yeah, I went to school at um, Aquinas College, went there for uh, political science. Um, the plan originally when I started going to Aquinas, um, actually before even going to Aquinas, but looking at schools in general was I was fairly adamant on, um, you know, going to law school or at least going mm-hmm. to some type of a graduate program. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just like everybody, yeah. you know, I think in their junior senior year of high school, you find a newfound passion for politics and world affairs. So, you know, I was just you think a seven- you can change Yes, it? exactly. You know, um, but yeah, I thought I wanted to do law school. And, you know, as I kind of started doing about two, three years of undergrad, I was like, eh, maybe not, you know. And um, I started working at a paint store during my freshman year. Um, not Repcolite, just not, another paint not store. Not Repcolite, correct. Yep, I worked at a separate paint store starting my freshman year because my roommate had, um, you know, kind of given me a tip about it. Yeah, why so, paint store? So originally, you know, I, I, I told my roommate, you know, I'm looking for a job, but at the same time, I wasn't just kind of looking for, you know, I didn't want to necessarily have like a grocery store, you know, job or something like didn't that. Didn't want to work or, in fast food. Correct. Yep. Not yeah. the fast food industry. Um, but I'm, I'm a very hands-on person. Mm-hmm. Um, so when he told me he worked at a paint store, um, first of all, I'd never met somebody that worked at a paint store before. They're the elite. Yes, um, exactly. <laughs> well, don't I, you agree, Haley? Well, yeah. I and now don't you agree? Here. Yes, I, I do agree. Yes, of course. <laughs> but I, I went with him um, before I, you know, obviously I started working there and, you know, I kind of walked in. And, you know, it's one of those things that you don't really think about because everything in the world has a paint or a coating on it. Yeah, this but, is what fascinates me. But, I love but this. you're not aware, you, you, you never see the behind the scenes of it mm-hmm. and what goes on. Well, we don't even always realize how everything does have a coating. Well, on exactly. It. Right. I mean, you, I guarantee you, you know, look around you right now and how many things in your presence have a paint or a coating on them, whether it be a table, a stained floor with a stain and a varnish, your right. walls, your ceiling, your car. You know, what, mm-hmm. whatever it may be, there is some type of a paint and coating on it. So The roads we drive on, well, the yes, bridges exactly. we go under. The yeah. roads Everything. thing is kind of funny because we did, you know, we'll do plant tours from time to time at mm-hmm. 17th Street. Mm-hmm. We'll bring people through. And I had to take a bunch of school kids through on a plant tour once. And one of the things we talked about is just that, you know, what has paint on it? And so I'm asking these kids, and they're coming up with all these different answers. And I start mentioning things like roads and parking lots and just... 
the stares of amazement. I did not expect that, but they were so blown away by the yeah. fact that, well, roads do, and if they didn't have the lines on them, it'd be chaos. Yes. Yes, <laughs> Anarchy. <laughs> yeah, and I thought, yeah, there you go. That's paint. Yeah, you're Batman. I am. I am basically <laughs> like Batman. Don't you agree? Yes. Do yes, you feel exactly. that way too? Yes, You're I do. Dan. More Robin than Batman. Yeah. Batman was more aged. And yes. <laughs> I would say I'm a more yeah. I, I'm I'm a more young hip version. So okay. I'd, I'd, I'd I would be the Rob. Rob yeah, the Robin. Robin yes. The, okay. Yeah. Rob for short. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So everything has paint on it, and and you were finding some interest in that, and you ended up working Correct. at that store. Yep. So I ended up working at the paint store. Um, originally it was just, you know, a part-time job basically to just, you know, have some type of an income coming in. Cause obviously college is expensive. Um, and also my parents were like, Hey, you know, <laughs> you, let's, let's get you a job. Your weekends can't just be full of, you know, uh, your normal college experience. Right. You, know, you need to have some type of responsibility. Um, so yeah, but started working at the paint store and initially, um, I really didn't have much of a background in paint. Um, a couple summers, you know, I had stained some decks. I grew up in um, a house that was completely made of, you know, cedar siding. We had okay. a large deck. So mm-hmm. had I stained the deck and had I restained our house multiple times? Yes, I had. I was no paint or stain expert sure. by any means. So it was really, you know, kind of a blank slate for me and um, went into it. And within a couple of weeks, I realized what I got myself into. In and a the, good way? In a good way. <laughs> but a lot of mark. Yeah. But at the same time, it was, you don't realize how much goes into it. Right. And you don't realize how many questions there are that need answers mm. and some of the consequences right. that could happen if you are given the wrong answers. See, I think that's really interesting in regards to the trades in general, because that's really yeah. what this is. Correct. This is yeah. It's kind of high stakes Yeah, it's kind of like a hybrid between the two, because you're not really you know, on a construction site or on site, you know, you're not welding or you're not an electrician and, you know, you're not doing an apprenticeship or anything like that. At the same time, you are working hands-on with product, hands-on with contractors, and it's a form of construction. Yeah. And the knowledge has got to be there. You've got to be able to problem solve. You've got to understand the substrate that it's going on to, the prep that goes into that, how to coat it, what's got to go in as a top coat, and then how you maintain that over time too is even important. So, There's so much to know about the coatings industry, or even what, how is that coating made? What's mm-hmm. in that paint that makes it better than this paint? Yes. There's a lot of science. Exactly. Yes. Now, we're in the studio with Mackenzie Fluke from the Jenison store. And Mac, we're going to take a break. Can you hang with us over the break? I think I can. Because yes. you think you can. Well, <laughs> I think I can. I don't anyway, know. So yeah, uh, you don't have big plans. I have a lot of plans going on back back in GR. So well, I this is important. It. So we'll, we'll get you out of here soon. But we do want to talk about just the trades in general yeah. because there is so much to discuss about that and right. I, I've got some questions about how mm-hmm. you felt going from a career path towards law towards and working switching to paint. paint. <laughs> yeah, I want to know about that. So we're going to get to that in just a minute. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back. I'm Dan Hansen, and Haley Johnson is here in the studio with me. And Mackenzie Fluke, Mac, right? That's Mac, what you like to be called. MAC. 
but you were <laughs> you were adamant that when we say it, it might sound like Matt. Correct. With yeah. T, yeah. Not so Matt. I mean, my my biggest pet peeve is you know we 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 take a lot of phone calls every day, whether it be from homeowners, <laughs> contractors, yeah. bosses, and I introduce myself as Mac. Uh, my full name is Mackenzie, but over the phone, I always try and emphasize you know Mac, Mac. like. <laughs> Like emphasize the C, but people every time I still get Matt, um, Pat, oh. Mike. Oh wow! Um, and and I do work with two other Mikes. Yes. So, so I do probably, think that maybe yeah. you know that might be an influencing factor. But you and, don't want to be Matt. But I don't want to be Matt. No. I was always Stan. <laughs> this is Dan. Yeah. Hi, Stan. No, it's Dan. Yeah, Stan. <laughs> so what I need is. Anyway, what I want to talk about, we talked about it at the beginning of the last segment. You talked about your original plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, you went to college for law. My, my dream was to go to law school. Um, I really wanted to do some type of um, medical law because I did have a, you know, a passion for the medical field as well. Wow, cool. Um, one, <clears throat> I quickly realized the amount of time that you know was necessary for that stuff and you know, it's not to go without saying how much time and dedication is expected of people that go into that career path. Um, but it's not made for everybody. Um, and I'm just happy that I didn't force myself to do something that I knew I did not have a passion for. How did that feel? Because your your original plans, all your friends, everybody mm-hmm. around you, I mean, that's what you talk about. Yeah. I know that I had the similar things. Yep. My kids have gone through it. You know, we're going to do these big things in life. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then you end up working at a paint store and not everybody sees... That truly the elite of society. Yes, exactly. Go to paint stores. Well, I think somewhere around my junior or senior year, there was um, an acceptance from within myself and my friends that um, I wasn't going to be doing that any longer. Um, and just based off of how much I would talk about paint and coatings on my free time oh, to sure my friends. I'm sure you had friends just yes, coming out of the exactly. woodwork to listen to First of all, I got quite a few of my friends actually to work at a paint store, so I am a recruiter at the same time. <laughs> so now um, they know. So one of my what, one of my really good friends actually does work at the Fulton Street store right now, and he is actually going to be going to dental school this summer. Okay. But in the meantime, he is working yeah. at our Fulton Street store right. because it is, you know, it's a fun, hands-on job to do. Um, but yeah, you know, I was working at the paint store and I um, really started to grow a passion for one, the relationships that you would develop with these contractors that you see every day. Um, because yeah. really, you don't understand that you do see these people every single day and you develop these relationships and you want to make sure that you are doing your job as best you can to ensure that they can do their job as best they can. And that's what I think is so cool about all of this. That's My son is an electrical apprentice. Mm-hmm. And again, a number of friends or people... Now, the trades are a little more respected now, and that's coming Correct. back, thank goodness. Yep. Definitely. But still, there was the idea that, oh, you're gonna, that's what you're going to do. Yeah, it's almost talked, like a disappointment. Right. right. Yes. He's talked about that. How many people he's helped, how many people he's met... But when he's meeting them, he's helping them through a problem. He's Mm -hmm. figuring out something and he's getting them through this issue that they're dealing with. And they're all so happy, also relieved. He's built relationships. He's helping people. Yeah, I there's think the value trades in are it. so valuable. I mean, yeah. there's just so much that we can't all know or have specialty and we can't be our own plumber, have, you know, be an electrician. Be a car mechanic, be a painter. I mean, that's a lot of knowledge that goes into each one of those fields. Mm -hmm. And so to have specialties like this, I think 
should be more respected. I mean, there's actually a lot of science and knowledge that goes into each one of those mm-hmm. and so much problem solving. I mean, talk about critical thinking. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think I can speak for a lot of homeowners when they when I say, um, you know, you might, especially with recently going through COVID lockdown and everything, obviously there's been an influx in the amount of homeowners that are painting the interiors, refinishing, doing yeah. some sort of a DIY project. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of homeowners that come in and say, wow, you know, like originally I wanted to have a painter come in and paint my place, but I got the estimate back and I was like, no way. Um, and then they go ahead and do it themselves and then they come back in and they say, well, I see why they charge they so charge much. So much. <laughs> and, you know, I always tell painters too, I'm like, I'm happy to be on this side of the counter. Because every time I go home and I paint something, I'm like, I am so thankful that I am not a painter because that is tough, tough work. Yeah, it's physical. It's mentally exhausting. You've really got to pay attention. But there is such value in doing that. I mean, my son talks about that all the time. He feels so good after having worked a whole day and just comes home. He just feels like it's been a great day Mm -hmm. spent. It's not for everybody. The trades aren't for everybody. My daughter, his twin, is definitely college bound. That's her yeah. path. She yes. wants to teach. She wants to do psychology. She's always talking about what she's learned and how it applies to what's going on in my head. <laughs> that is so off-putting. Yes. When she, Dad, do you know why you just did that, Maddie? Let's not <laughs> find out. I don't you want to be psychoanalyzed over cereal. <laughs> No, right. yeah, when I was going to school for art, I mean, I was constantly aware that I was paying a lot for a degree where I was actually learning skills that people would learn in trade school, essentially, yes. as a sculpture major. I mean, I was welding, I was casting iron. I could work in a foundry, essentially, but I wasn't certified in any of those things when I graduated. Yeah, yes. you mentioned that. That was kind of, yeah. we were talking about that the other day. That's kind of too bad. It so you've got the skills. Right. Because you said you applied for a job yeah. somewhere, and You're what like, was that? Well, you don't have a degree in this. You're not a man. Do you want to be a secretary here? <laughs> Seriously. It sounds like a they great They called fit. me back yeah. to be the secretary. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. The trades, though, very, very cool. It's yeah. worked out for you. You're yeah. happy at yeah. with Yeah. And it. like I said, you know, what, what, one of the reasons that I like doing what I do every day is for me, I get to be on my feet all day working hands on with actual product um, and partaking in a career of never and en- never ending learning is something right. that I find a great value. There's such huge value in just enjoying your work day. I know my son comes home so excited, so happy. He loves working with the coworkers. Mm-hmm. For my daughter, college is the thing. If you've got kids, grandkids, all of that, it, it, the trades really are something to consider. If you haven't given them a lot of weight or a lot of thought, mm-hmm. it's definitely something to think about. It's not just that career. When I was in high school, it was looked at as if you can't make it in college, yes, maybe you can go do these things. Go do the trades. Yeah, and instead. I think it's so not opposite. the way it is. And looking back on life, you know, I went to school for I was going to teach, and then I was going to be a pastor. And now I work in a paint store. I have finally made it. The circle of life. (laughs) But it seemed like I was going to do important things. Yes. And then I come here. And that was my initial struggle. I struggled for a long time trying to wrap my brain around what have I done? Why have I done this? Our egos take a hit. Yes. Yes. Now, fortunately, I'm extremely humble. It's one of my (laughs) gifts. So that wasn't the biggest struggle. No, it Being was. the number one radio talk yeah. show host right. of West Michigan. Yeah. That's what I like to tell them. See, that's, there's a reason we brought it. Yes. I don't think any of that's true. Or pump true. up the tires. 
<laughs> but it's fun. But one thing I did that really drove the point home is I had a plumbing project that I was tackling at home on a weekend, and it went so poorly because I stopped in at one particular place where somebody just gave me everything I put on the counter. I put it on the counter. They no rang questions it up, asked. No questions Why asked. Why is this part with this? Exactly. Yeah. They mm-hmm. sent me out the door, and I went to work. And man... I was yelling at, within just a few hours, I was wet, the water was everywhere, I was yelling at the children, my wife was mad, everybody was upset. It was a horrible, horrible experience. And I realized, okay, there's something that I just broke, I need to go back and get another one. So I ran down to a different place. Mm-hmm. And I got a different person who started asking me all kinds of questions. Why are you doing this? What are you, what are you exactly working on? And gave me... Oh, oh! Here's what here's what you did wrong. You just need one of these. Gave you, you the waypoints to complete your project. Yes, I went yes. home and I had the whole thing finished in minutes yeah. with no pain. Yeah. And right. I thought, you know what? What he this second person saved me from the rest of the weekend of utter despair and and fighting in the yeah. family, totally turmoil at home. And I thought that's kind of what we have the opportunity mm-hmm. to do if we do our jobs well. Yep. And that's what my son runs into when he can fix a job or help somebody with an electrical problem. And, you know, on the team that he's on, they can get somebody back up and running. He saved their weekend. He's right. given yep. them the free time to go and yep. do the important things in life. So there is value in all of these things. Yeah, because we all depend on this stuff in our daily lives, but none of us really understand how it works. There's We're kind of removed from all of oh, this. Yeah. And so you don't really realize how much you depend on the things until they're not working yeah. and then it's, it's how just much a part knowledge. of living in a first world country you yes. just assume something is going to work and if it doesn't then you call somebody who will fix it right and you have no idea what actually is yeah. going on yeah it's all voodoo <laughs> yeah so you like what you're doing you like working for Repcolite. that's been fun one thing we wanted to mention before we wrap this one up is that we're always looking for new people to fill in stores as we grow as the stores get busier it's always good to have new people and if you are interested in at least getting your name in filling out a job application you can email us at info at repcolite.com and we'll connect you with the right people so if you are looking we are too mac thanks so much for being here yeah thanks you guys thanks for having me on the show Now, we're going to take a break, but when we come back, we're talking about something I'm really excited about, adds a ton of curb appeal and is really unique, Dutch doors. All that next. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the RepcoLite Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 106.9 FM. And we're back. I'm Dan Hansen. I'm here with Dan Altina, Haley Johnson, and we're going to talk about Dutch doors. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You know, I'm going to just kick it to you guys because I'm probably too chubby to even really handle this. Or too I'm, cheap. I'm, <laughs> I'm still smarting I think that's more like it. <laughs> from the first segment where I floated the concept. Now, do you guys not understand how social skills work? <laughs> when someone says, I'm chubby from winter, that's when oh, everybody no, else says... Oh, no, you're not. Yes. <laughs> do you know who you're sitting in a room with? <laughs> you all just nodded. Yeah. I, <laughs> right, yeah, I noticed. On that. <laughs> Golly! It's been winter, and it's been a little snowy. Anyway, I'll get over it eventually. Dutch doors. You guys pitched this as a topic, and I wasn't sure about it. 
I kind of fought along the way a little bit. I wasn't wowed by it. But in the end, I think it's pretty fun. Let's start with what it is first off. For for the few people out there who aren't, aren't familiar, a Dutch door is a horizontally split door. So basically, the top half opens independently of the bottom half. And I think the biggest cool thing about it is it gives you a whole bunch of new area to pinch your fingers. Normally, you've got just the one side of the door or where the hinges are. Now you've got another part entirely. So... Yeah, that's I think the real selling point. Yeah, I'm sure there's uh-huh. a better selling point than that. <laughs> and we're going to get into that. But let's start with the history because it is actually quite interesting. Yeah, it, you I know, mean, Dutch doors. Why is it called the Dutch time. door in the first place? Well, they're from the Netherlands, right? They were designed in around the 17th century. And they were really practical then. People had farms. and It was a way to keep the things you wanted out of the house, like chickens and goats. On one side and, and still have open air, right? Because right. you've got the top half of the door open now. You've got some airflow. You're letting sun in. The kids are in the house still. So they're really functional for people. Right. It kept dust, leaves, things like that outside. It was just great. It, they saw it on farmhouses and things like that. But it wasn't just on farmhouses. It wasn't long before the doors actually made their way into the cities. And you'd end up seeing them on doorways in cities like Amsterdam, Rotterdam, Gouda, Known Dan for a cheese that I think... Oh, did I say that wrong? (laughs) You didn't say it Dutch enough. I'm supposed to say what? Gouda. We'll let you do that. Okay, so (laughs) cities like Amsterdam, Rotterdam, and... And Gouda. Gouda. Anyway, it, it was in the cities too, because even in the cities, people still kept animals. They had cows for milking and cheese. They had chickens. Sometimes they had a goat. Sometimes a rat. Sometimes a rat. <laughs> you well, want to keep those out. rat outside and keep the horses outside. And I guess they want to keep everything outside. Yeah. Except the kids. the kids. Did anybody inside. put goats inside? I mean, you could. I wouldn't. Do you think that would be a good idea? I no. don't think no. it would be a good idea. they poop everywhere. They would? Well, yeah. then they eat everything. I don't think that you sure. train them to use a litter box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I doubt it. So anyway, they're in the cities and stuff like that. That's where they came from. They made their way to America, and they really took off in the American colonies of New York and New Jersey, and then spread throughout the country for the same reasons that they were popular in Europe. Yeah, we didn't have screens back then, so they were just really practical. You could let air flow in, let some sun in, while keeping all the things like pests out. Right. Now, we're seeing a bit of a resurgence in these things. At least if we're reading design blogs and things like that, we're yeah. seeing them more and more. I mean, farmhouse design is really popular right now. Right. Now, have you ever seen one in real life on a house? This is where my sticking point was. Yes. They're all in pictures online. Okay. Yes. On the front of a house? No, or in, in a the house? back door. The back door. Okay. Yeah. So somebody around here. Yeah. All in right. my, my childhood neighborhood growing up. Yeah. All right. Wow. Our All neighbor. Right. We're going to take a field trip when we're done. <laughs> Who knows if it's still there, but oh, it was well, cool. See, see, I've not seen a lot of these, but I have seen tons of them online. They look super cool, but we wanted to dig into it and figure out, is this really something for the regular people, you know? I mean, if you're updating your space and you want something unique to draw some curb appeal, it might be for you. Right, and that's the big draw. Now, it's still popular for all of the reasons that it was popular in the past. You can open up the top half, let air in, let light in. But what about bugs? You know, now we have screens. That was my first... Yes. Objection. Objection, yeah. I need I'm a just screen door. That person, yeah, I want, want a screen door. But that, they're available, right? We can get a screen for 
We need yeah. a screen for these. We can. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'm Don't chubby and immature. <laughs> Go for it, guys. It's your show. It's all, we're going to pile on Dan today. Yeah. Tell me about the screens. Well, you saw actual screen doors, Dan, in front of these Dutch doors. Yeah. Yep. So you could still it have it. It is a possible, door. sure, as long as the you know, the door the Dutch door swings in, which almost every exterior door does. Okay. And then I saw roll up screens that are just for the top half and it would just, you know, have magnets that keep it in place. Okay. So, so screens are available options. if you have common sense objections like I do. <laughs> It'll also keep pets and children in, unwanted creatures out, all the things that we talked about. Deliveries made easy, perhaps. Yes. My cat, Burger, loves to try to get out the door when we've got a pizza delivery, and it's always a struggle. See, I am stunned, still, that you think Burger, if you open the top half of that, isn't going to jump over that. He doesn't know what's on the other side. Okay. That's a risky leap. I guess. I don't know if he has that much faith. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'd be interested. So all of those options, and you guys touted that it's the friendly option. You know, you can keep that open and people come by and and talk. And I suggested, let's say it's the friendly option for those of us who are friendly. (laughs) Right. Another one of your objections. (laughs) I didn't know that I wanted that hanging open all the time, you know? Hi, neighbor. (laughs) I know. Anyway, all of those things. But like Haley said, the biggest draw right now. And this is something that didn't play out in the past. The big draw is the design aspect to it. And you're really not going to make a bigger statement on the front of your house. Yeah. It's, it's got to be up there. Unique. Right. It's so unique. And we've talked about it over and over and over on the show, how important a front door is to the curb appeal of your home. It's relatively a small area compared to you know, the whole house itself. Mm-hmm. And yet it makes more of a statement than pretty much everything else. Our eyes are naturally drawn to front doors when we drive past. It's where guests and visitors come up, unless they're well acquainted, (laughs) then they go in the garage. Yeah, I mean, it's high impact for sure. Exactly. So that's the big thing. The big question we had after all of that is, okay, so it sounds good. Is Is it all good or are there some downsides? Turns out there are. We made a few calls and talked to some experts at Zealand Lumber and also WMGB Home Improvements and the first concern raised by either one of those, both of those, was the fact that you live in Michigan, remember, <laughs> and the elements are a big deal. And with this extra, you know, the way the door works, you've mm-hmm. got a whole extra area to There's steal. There's another gap that's right. in the it's middle of the door. Right. It's not just the bonus for the extra pinching spots for your fingers. <laughs> it's also a place for the elements to get in. And when I was talking to him on the phone, they said, if you've got a large overhang, where the door, if it's going to be an exterior door, right. that will remove some of the red flags. They're not going to be as concerned about it. Protects it from rain and snow. And right. So that is a concern. The second concern was price. Sure. They are a little pricier. We thought it seemed like they started around 1700 Yep. and they'll go up from there. Exactly. So that's something to consider. And the third was installation. Yeah. I mean, that's another aspect of that cost, really. This is probably not a door that you're going to install on your own. They're heavy for an exterior and you've got... A little bit more to deal with now right. as There's far as leveling things out. There's four hinges instead of three, mm-hmm. so it's not just a quick swap right. uh, of a door. So there's a little more involved. Zealand Lumber mentioned that they've got lists of installers they'd be happy to hand out. Basically, what we thought is that it's good information. It's an interesting concept. It's got tremendous design appeal. Right. All we'd recommend is that before you jump in, go talk to some experts. Yeah, and, dig into it a little bit. Yeah. Make sure it's right for your house. We just wanted to get the information out there because we thought it was kind of fun. You know, one quick thing is that it can also be used interior. 
people right. use these doors inside. That's definitely, and that that takes away, of course, the element problem. Right. And Unless you've got other issues with your home. If you've got the elements inside, Dutch door, that's the least you're If you want to keep a goat in one room and not have it go to the other room. My goat is living room bound. And that's (laughs) all the time that we've got. We're going to have to wrap it up. If you want to check this one out again, you can find it online at repcolite.com. Also, check out our Instagram page. We'll have pictures of these Dutch doors and our stories coming up. And you can find us at Repcolite Paints. Whatever you do today, make sure paint's a part of it. I'm Dan Hanson. I'm Dan Altino. And I'm Haley Johnson. Thanks for listening. 